Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. That's going to do it for the theme song, Jim. Okay, there we go. There we go. We were waiting. I gave him a second. Jim was uh, trying to find it, and he couldn't. So we're skipping the music, and we're going right into the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone here on KZYX. God, I feel like we're already way ahead of schedule. and we, I feel like I've got to fill like an extra like two and a half minutes now. Uh, welcome to the Sports Phone. Uh, Jerry in Portland. Uh, Jim hanging out in the studio uh jim how are you doing this evening outside of the music uh going on hiatus you know me uh, when when something doesn't go just right i i sort of panic and i only panic for a minute i'm over it <laughs> um like i said it's just about it's only like two minutes of time that we need to fill it's not not, not the worst case scenario. it's a little less than that i mean we we only play that song for about 30 seconds sure 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 yeah but um yeah, um, tell us about Sports Phone, and we'll move on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, God, that's it? No, you're not going to talk about how you're excited to come up and visit or, or nothing? You're just, we're oh, just going right oh, into yeah, it? Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll go with that. I see the whole, the, the music. <laughs> I, figure, I figure you'd have something to talk about here. The music threw me off. I forgot. We, we do our little uh, small talk after the music. Right. Um, yeah, well, I'm coming up to your house next week. We get to my favorite version of the sports phone is when we do it from the sports phone bar at your house. And uh, yeah. we'll be there next week with Eddie at the controls. You know why I'm excited for you to be up here? Um, finish your deck. I got to finish my deck. Yeah, it's been I sitting in a, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyone that knows me well knows that I don't know the first thing about this kind of stuff, but you're you're helping me put a deck together. It's yeah, fantastic. Jim, little, Jerry little has a south-facing front, front no, no deck in the front of his house, which is south-facing, and I'm always looking for a place early in the morning to have coffee that's in the sun. So it's about halfway done, or a little, yeah. little, little more than halfway. We'll have your deck done pretty soon. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I, uh, I sat out on the chair. This just sitting out there a little bit today because it was so nice outside. Just kind of sat there and just like had a couple glass of water in my hand. It was very, very peaceful. So when there's an actual deck out there, it'll be better. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. So if you are new to the show or if you're a first-time listener, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. So Jim and I are big sports fans. We're former athletes. Well, yeah, I guess former athletes is the right word. We both co- we're both coaches in ways, shapes, or forms. We've been participants Fans, coaches, you name it, we've been involved in sports in some way, shape, or form throughout uh, the entirety of our lives. We love to talk about sports, and we like to spend this one hour a week opening up our conversation to the KZYX listening community and giving you all, the listeners, the opportunity to talk about anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. That can be professional, high school, college, rec league stuff, anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Give us a call, and we are looking forward to talking about it. 707-895-2448. That's the number to call. As long as it is in some way, shape, or form related to sports, we want to hear about it. So you can give us a call. Phone lines are open, and we are ready to start talking sports whenever you would like to. Again, anything you want to talk about, as long as it is related to sports. Correction, Jerry. We are Hmm. athletes. We're not former athletes. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I I caught myself there a little bit, but yeah, I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm not sure what I'm at actively participating in right now but we're definitely uh i definitely consider myself an athlete yeah all right you want to you want to the phone lines are open 707-895-2448 we'll take a call at any time uh before i get into 
Well, oh boy, do I do this day or last week in sports? Do you want to pick one of those? Uh, you pick. Doesn't I'll, matter to me. Let's do them in order. Let's go with last week on the sports phone. I don't know if it, the people that were listening at the end of last week, Jared, you know, this is a, uh, a segment that I don't think you ever really bought into and we haven't done it regularly but i like it especially when there's something like this with about 20 minutes to go last week you you came up with chance meetings with athletes and yeah the, the phones rang off the hook the way they are right now hello carl you're on the air hey is that me yes you all right, cool. Yeah, I am getting in on that last bit of last week because it did bring up a funny memory of mine. Um, this is current sitting out here in Albion. And I uh, am remembering a, a memory back in the 80s where I was in uh, I was doing landscape in Utah. On Jeremy Ranch and high dollar homes, and there was a. I guess I was building a rock wall. I was sitting in a backhoe, uh, doing some work on a with a rock wall and a backhoe, and I see some thing going by me at like my height which was kind of surprising. <laughs> and probably 10 feet behind me on the road was Mark Eaton on a mountain bike. I swear. And that guy is seven foot four. And on a mountain bike, he was as high as I was in a backhoe. <laughs> You know, it was, it was the most outrageous thing. It took me a good minute to figure out what I was looking at. <laughs> and yeah, last week just kind of brought that memory back to mind. I wanted to share that one with y'all. So yeah, Mark, Mark Eaton, uh, played in the NBA entirely, his entire career for the Utah Jazz, two-time NBA defensive Utah player Jazz. of the year. Yep. Five-time member of the NBA All-Defensive Team. Yeah, that's one of those ones where I call. I call her. I had these. I had an experience of one of my really, really good friends in college. He was now he wasn't seven four like Mark Eaton, but he was six nine, six ten. And it is a bizarre thing when like you're up close with them, or you have that comparison of like kind of you said, where like I'm on a a backhoe and I'm still shorter than this guy. Yeah, it's 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 really bizarre when you see that extreme of a height difference, like up close and personal. Thank you, caller. And he was on this mountain bike that was was monstrous. You know, yeah. it's like a machine in itself. So it I like, imagine, I imagine that thing was, was super customized. I, I imagine that was a super <laughs> custom made custom made mountain bike. Caller, you read my mind. You you. I was going to explain, I want to bring back Chance Encounters, and, and you brought back Chance Encounters before I could even mention it. So let me move on. We got another one. Love it. Right on. Thanks, y'all. Yep. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to mention uh, women 
I'm a white male American and I want to support women and I'd like to mention the female basketball player in Russia. Ah, was on our list. What do you what do you know about her? All I know is that she was supposedly uh, charged with cannabis um, possession, and they basically put her away. She's a very large woman, uh, seven foot tall. She's an awesome basketball player. Yep, and. Uh, that's basically what I know. Well, let, let Jerry explain the situation. Go ahead, Jerry. So, Brittany Griner is who we're talking about. Uh, seven-time NBA All-Star, Olympic gold medalist. I think far and away, well, not far and away, but widely considered the most dominant WNBA player in the league currently. Uh, she has been, this was as of May 4th, so this was about 18 days ago, so do the math in addition there. Uh, she has been in Kip. Cap, oh, geez, I'm struggling here. Captivity oh, would be the word uh, by the Russian government right. uh, for the past two months plus about 18 days uh, after being accused of having uh, vape cartridges with hash oil and cannabis uh, with her at the airport. Um, she's been detained. Last I heard, there was going to be another at least 30 days of her detainment because of some like trial, pre-trial extension type thing. Um, it's been something where... There's been a – it hasn't been as big of a story as I feel like it would be if, like, LeBron James was arrested in Russia and not able to get out. Um, there's been, I like, people that have way. kind of spoken on her behalf. The State Department is of the United States has kind of said, we're aware of it, we're working on it kind of thing. But it's a slow-moving process. And the thing I, I was thinking about with this was – I'm curious what this story would be like or if there would be a as like if it would be as stretched out as it was if there wasn't a war going on. Like if the whole Russia Ukraine thing hadn't put Russia in such a bad light in the world, like would they have been more willing to negotiate or like do something about it? It, it I don't know. That's you the know, one part of it I'm always kind of curious question. about. Where, I I absolutely support that question. Yeah, I heard a report on NPR today. They were interviewing um, a woman that played against Griner in high school, and then now is still playing against her in um, in the pros. She played against her her whole life. Is basically what she was saying. And they're they're the the people that are close to her are going crazy. They know her. They know she's not comfortable in a cell in 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 Russia. Who would be is another question. But they know her. And they're, they're a gulag. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're freaking out. Yeah, who likes a gulag? <laughs> Thanks for the call. We really appreciate bringing up Brittany Grinder. We were going to do that later in the show. All right. And my only other comment is that, you know, the Women's Soccer League just totally tears things up and they're mm -hmm. certainly not appreciated either. Thank you. Have a good day. Yep. It's a big fan of women's sports, Jer. Yeah, yeah. Now the the Griner thing is weird, and, and the part about it that I think is is I don't know. Inter I, I don't know if interesting is the right word, but it's like I, it was just Griner happened to be unlucky. But this could have happened to a lot of WNBA players because because the salary 
gap is so like large and, and a lot of the WNBA players don't make a ton of money in comparison. A lot of them go and play in other leagues in the offseason. Like that's why Griner was there. Right. She's she plays professionally in Russia. So, you know, it could have happened to anybody really. Like it, it just happened to be her, but you know, there's a lot of players that that could have been a, a possibility of happening to because so many of them in the offseason for the WNBA go and play in Russia and China and, and all these other places. I think the most understatement you may have made in three years, three years of the sports phone, <laughs> you said to that gentleman, maybe this would have been a little bit different if it was LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Oh, sure, sure. But then I, I think the other part of that is I think it would have also been very different if, again, like if Russia wasn't, you know, actively public enemy number one to the rest of the world right yeah. now. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Hello, caller but on it's, the air. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd like to make a comment as someone who's been a lot, across a lot of international borders. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I've known people who, of two cases in particular, who got picked up in the Dubai airport just transiting the airport. One had a microscopic amount, only detectable with really fancy equipment that they have, of cannabis on the bottom of one of his shoes. Oh, he got four years in prison in Dubai. And the other guy, they found a tiny bit in the lint inside of his pocket. And he got four years. I've been, when I was in Algeria in 1986, we were told at the border that if they caught us smuggling any alcohol, that it was a capital crime. And a lot of people seem to think because they're in a position of privilege or whatever it may be, that they don't have to pay attention to what the drug laws are in these countries. I mean, we're here in Mendocino County where when I was young, they would take your house away for finding a seed. You know, guy in Texas, they caught him with minor amount, 20 years in jail. Now, just the fact that you happen to be a professional basketball player and people are talking about you, yep. these draconian drug laws are real. So if you want to fight something, fight the drug laws. We only pay attention because it's somebody famous that got caught up in them. But, I mean, nobody's really arguing that she didn't have illegal drugs on her. We may not think those are bad drugs, but the people I was traveling with, some of them were smuggling alcohol into Algeria anyway even though they've been told it was a capital offense. And they did it anyway. They didn't get caught, but they did it anyway. There's girl. There's a girl that's in jail in Thailand right now for being involved in bringing hashish into Thailand. You know, drug laws are real. The fact that it's Brittany Griner has nothing to do with the fact that people are being victimized by these laws all over the world every day. If we want to fight bad drug laws, I'll have a lot of respect for people doing that. People that are just whining about some pro basketball player, I have no sympathy whatsoever. I, I don't, yeah, and, and, and I don't question the, the rules. Like, I 100% agree with you that if you have to, if you're going to be in a foreign country, you have to be to some degree aware of what their rules are, whether you agree with them or not. I, I think that the reason this has gotten the attention that it has, has is that. She's come out and said this. It's it's not a like not the full story. The U.S. State Department has agreed that it's an unlawful arrest, and the fact that it seems like the Russian government is kind of 
extending it and playing it out and making it take a lot longer than it should to reach whatever resolution it, it will. Now, again, the fact that I also agree with you that the fact that she's a professional athlete is why we've heard about this in the first place. And there's probably, you know, plenty of other people, as you called out, that have been in this situation before. But the part of it that I think has gotten the most attention isn't as much the fact that she got arrested as much as the handling of it seems to have been very, very questionable uh, after she was arrested. In terms yeah, of just read some of the statistics about what happens in Turkey when they arrest you for drugs. You know, Midnight Express. I mean, look at whatever you want to do there. Dude, this is all over the world. Do they catch you with drugs that they don't like? You get handled really badly. And when somebody says it's an unlawful arrest, by whose laws? Well, I would imagine if the U.S. State Department is commenting on it, they believe by either international or Russian laws it was it was unlawful. I would imagine they would be smart. I would hope, not imagine, I would hope they would be smart enough to, to know that their laws wouldn't apply in Russia, but that's... Well, you do realize the, the, the U.S. rejects the... Uh, the International Court of Justice is having any jurisdiction on anything. Sure. We only listen no. to our own laws. Yeah. I, I appreciate the other, other take on this you have, caller. Um, I've sort of jumped on the, oh, they did this to her because she was famous. Um, now that I think about it, there is a responsibility to know where you're going and what's, what's legal and what's illegal. So I, I do... I actually appreciate your take on this. You, you caught me when I wasn't thinking in those terms, and I appreciate it. Let me grab another call. I, I, I appreciate that, that that insight. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to make one very brief point: is that when we travel abroad, is that we don't we do not bring our constitution with us. So. Explain yeah, that you're obli- yeah, you're under the laws of wherever you're going. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I, I agree with that. But yeah. I, I, that's different in, in my opinion than if she broke the law, she broke the law. Like that's 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 one side of it. But then I, again, I think the part of this that has gotten more attention is not the fact that she was arrested, but the fact that it's been handled so poorly since she's been arrested. Where like it took forever for the U.S. to be able to get someone in there to talk to her. They 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 haven't they weren't super clear on what her condition was for a while. Like those elements of it, I think, is what have garnered the most attention beyond the fact that she got arrested. Like she, the rule is the rule. I, I I've been yeah, well, right, more right focused on. It's, it's heartbreaking. That where's the humanity here? It's just it's so multifaceted. It's just yeah, it, it's absolutely. Sad. Anyway, thank you for uh, talking about all this. Sure. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hello, you're on the air. What I think is interesting about your talking about Griner tonight is that it's taken sports on this long to have a conversation about it. This has been in the news for quite some time. And however I feel about whatever has happened, it's taken sports on this long to mention the subject that a female pro basketball player was arrested in Russia. So, so I, I have I have two thoughts on that, possibly three. Th- th- this has been on our radar as a topic. It hasn't since been it, on the 
It hasn't been on the air. I, I didn't say I didn't say on the air. I said it's been. I, I didn't know that. I'm just making my comments. I find it in callers or you and and Jim this long to bring up the subject. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Alrighty. So, so the only the only comment I wanted to make on that, and I'm not defending Jim and I or anything along those lines. I'm not trying to justify anything. I what, what I was trying, what I was saying was, and I think there was a little bit of a, a lag when I was hearing the caller there. This has been on Jim and our my, or Jim and mine or Jim and I's, whatever the, the phrasing is. It's been on our radar since it first happened, and we've intended to bring it up, but we've kind of gone the route of. We still believe that this is a caller-driven show, and it's Jim and I only have the goal. Jim and I only bring up specific topics when we feel like there are gaps in time, and there aren't calls driving the show and picking the topics. Like that's one of the huge concepts of the show is we want callers to listen to bring up the topics. So. It's been on our radar, and we've had the intention to bring it up. Have could there have been chances when we could have, and we haven't? Absolutely, and you know I won't try to deny that. But at the same time, I would never want to take away from the callers being able to drive the show to bring up a topic. But again, that's not defending that we didn't bring it up. I, I just think that we've been—it's been something we've had the intention of bringing up, but we've all, we will always want the callers' choice to pick topics will take priority over whatever Jim and I want to want to talk about. Um, uh, so again, I'm not, I'm not defending anything. I'm not saying we should or shouldn't have brought it up. I just wanted to bring some context to that, that last comment. That is, um, as, uh, our, our co-host brought up, Vince brought up Jer, which I think is, is again, I'm, I'm trying not to make an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. It's, I, I'm it's, just trying to give context and it's also a challenge that we're, as, as kind of you, I think you were going to point out there, we're only on for one hour a week, so we can't get to as many things as we would want to. But again, none of this is is a defense of us not right. bringing it up. It is context as to why it hasn't. Whether or not that's good or bad, like that's a that's another discussion. And and you know, I won't try to defend us not bringing it up because we I, could I, have. I, I understand. But yeah, just yeah, just wanted to make that clear, kind of in relation to how the show works. Hello, we're on the air. Yeah, you know, just the thought, probably one of the most difficult positions to maintain in any discussion is that of a neutral moderator. And that's kind of what you guys are doing. And mm-hmm. as you say, the subject of the show is going to be driven by those who call in and bring up various topics over which you have no control whatsoever. So, my kudos for your good work. Um, there are perhaps things that haven't been discussed that I'm not a, hmm, a constant listener, almost in the words of Dorothy Parker, a constant reader. But uh, I'm not a constant listener. Uh, and I have brought up the issue about Jim Thorpe and the fact that he was never given the recognition and of course or they were stripped of him and also uh, I was just heard the other day of uh, George Carlin's riff on Muhammad Ali who they said okay well 
You can no longer conduct your business of beating people up because we insist that you kill people. And he said, well, I don't want to kill those people. So they stopped letting him beat people up. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of an interesting commentary on our society. (laughs) What would you say to that? Boy, what I say about George Carlin is I can't say these seven bad words that you you can't say on the radio. (laughs) I love George Carlin. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you bet. And, yeah. uh, you know, keep on the good work, guys. You know, you're doing wonderful. You. You're, you're making uh, an avenue of commentary available to everybody, and that's an admirable thing. Alrighty. Bye. Chair, before I take this call, have you heard that bit by George Carlin about Muhammad Ali? I have not. He's a comedian that I have a ton of respect for that I haven't listened to nearly enough of that guy just did it i mean if you can picture george carlin if you haven't heard him talking about beating people up and not killing them it was hilarious hello caller you're on the air i believe it hi um i'm a vietnam veteran ex-aircraft pilot i'm a local ukiah boy yeah and i spent the night wednesday night the 18th at the uh upper lake uh middle creek off-road park you know, the motorcycle campground. Uh-huh. And at exactly 10.30, there was a crazy three watch that appeared in the sky. And, uh, you know, I made numerous sheriff's calls on it already. And, uh, I reported it to the game warden. But uh, did anybody see the lights? They were pretty much up above Black Butte Mountain, like kind of behind Lake Pillsbury. I'm just calling to see if anybody else got to see it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, my number is 707-485-9528. Give me a call if anybody uh, else got to see him. It was fabulous. Thank you. All righty. Jer, did you catch that? Jer? Sorry? Did you catch that caller? I caught a part of it. Was that Uh, just, I think it was an announcement. Yeah. Uh, It was breaking up where I I was. I think it was an announcement, not necessarily a... um, um, a sports call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 707-895-2448. Boy, there's, there's a half an hour of, uh, and, and I know we shouldn't dwell on it. I, I like the listeners driven show, Jared, and I'm not making uh-huh. any excuses for it. That's, no, 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 no. It, 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 there was never an intention of making any excuse. It is. And again, there's been opportunities for us to bring it up. We've chosen not to. That's, I'll own that. That's a, you know, that's yeah. that's on us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny about the Britain or Griner thing. I think if I had to pick one reason why I didn't just stop the show and bring it up, is I really think I was waiting for something bigger to happen with it. That, yeah, that's been the part of it that's been really fascinating about it to me. It, just, it seems like we're right back on it. Is And I think that's I why it's gotten some of the attention that it has. Is it's just kind of sitting in this state and, like... It, there's not a ton that's happened. She like yeah. people have come in and seen her at this point, and there's been little things like that. But she still hasn't had a trial. She still, which is not good. That's like kind of I think one of the criticisms of this whole thing is that it's taken so long. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the weird parts about it to me, and and it's like there hasn't been the next part of the story yet, which it, I, I think is going to be very interesting, and it will kind of recycle the the whole thing and bring it up again and bring it in front of people back to like when it was national sports news originally is when, when it kind of will circle back when, whenever the next big thing that happens is you're on the sports phone. 
I had to call back after the caller complaining that you guys hadn't brought up the Brittany Griner case. Guys, you're a caller-driven show. So when someone calls in and has an item they want to be going on, it is their responsibility to talk about it. Now, when this person called in, they never mentioned any of the details of the case. They never mentioned what's going on in Russia. They never mentioned whether she thought the person actually had drugs on them. Not one even tiny morsel of information about the case. All they did was complain that you guys hadn't talked about it. (laughs) And their responsibility as a listener was to call in and talk about it. That is one of the things that's wrong with society. People expecting everyone else to do the thing that you are responsible for doing. That person, if she cared, should have called in and talked about it. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I love your show. I appreciate that. that Thank you much. Support. Thank you much. Hello, hello, uh, on the sports phone. Oh, oh, never mind. Let's keep keep going. <laughs> Somebody there? I'm here. I, in fact, said neither you nor your listeners had called about it. And, in fact, it is not always possible to get through to the very popular sports phone telephone line to make comments on the air. And I'm surprised that I've gotten through so quickly just now. But I did, in fact, very clearly say, listeners, nor you. I have no comment about it other than to say I think it's interesting as a very sports-related news item that's been in the news for some time. It's only just now becoming a topic of conversation. I don't expect anybody to take my role. I do my own part. Thank you. And thanks for this. All righty. Appreciate the call back. One thing I can tell you that we're different than most call shows, we encourage double dipping. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, give us a call if you've got anything you want to add to this conversation and in any way, shape, or form. Or, as is the kind of the motto and kind of theme of the show, if you want to take it in a totally different direction at any point, as long as it is sports-related, give us a call, 707-895-2448, about halfway through the show here. Um, Jim, I want to get one thing out real quick. I'm not sure if we had another call yet. Uh, I did not do my due diligence um, to be prepared to give shout outs to the local specific, the local softball and baseball teams that were in the playoffs that we oh, kind of highlighted right. the previous week. Yep. Um, I did not do my job. So we will circle back on that next week. I'll kind of like have a recap of that prepared. The only one that I did see briefly is I was trying to kind of get through it in a moment. Um, and I think this deserves a lot of props. Uh, Fort Bragg High School Division Four is in the semifinals for softball. Uh, that's one I caught uh, like uh, just in a very very quick glance. I think there's some other teams in ball that are still in as well across baseball and softball. But I will. That's I feel like I've let the local community down on that. Uh, I will. We'll do a kind of a more of a recap of it next week. But the one that did catch my eye was that Fort Bragg, as a I believe a three seed, is in the semifinals uh, for softball, and that's really really cool to see. And anybody else still may in, in the running besides Fort Bragg? I know they're playing. Like, like I said, I, it not, was like I was trying to do it as we were talking about other things uh, very oh, early in the show. 
and I just didn't. It was the only one that really caught my eye before we kind of went down the Brittany Griner road, and I hadn't had a chance to kind of keep looking at it. So I wanted to give that quick shout out because I saw it, and then just say we'll give a. I will have a more prepared recap of everything next week because I think we'll be at least into the finals, if not one kind of day past the finals at that point for again baseball softball being the two major team sports but there's other high school postseasons going on right now uh with tennis track and field golf all those types of sports as well hello caller you're on the air yeah hi i don't know if i missed maybe the beginning or something i didn't hear anything but has anybody talked about the victory for female soccer this week it's it has I mean, been it was our I, I would say caller it was our number one topic when Jim and I had a chance if okay, if we had a so chance I to pick a topic it. this week no we, no, no we we didn't we okay. didn't talk about it yet. we didn't have a chance to bring it up oh, you you just brought oh. it up yeah so I go mean, for it the oh floor is yours God. I mean it is like the most amazing thing ever to happen because you know when they won the gold and the World Cup the men did not even qualify and they got none of the money. I mean, it's just such a victory. It's amazing. Yeah. You know? and, and so I, yeah. I I finally had a chance to kind of read through it. Uh, just I think it was yesterday when I finally had a chance to sit down and read read the story a little bit more. So for listeners that uh, are, may have not are not totally caught up on what was happening here, uh, the U.S. Soccer Federation, which is what controls the U.S. men and women's national teams, uh, in February, I believe, they came to an agreement to restructure kind of how money was distributed. And they announced the information for that last week. Short version of it is the collective bargaining agreement, which determines money distribution for the men's and women's teams is identical now for the men and women's exactly. side in terms of how, yeah, how the men get paid. And it's, it's yeah. That's right. And I mean, it's like, I did not even know this before, but the women could not play on the same courts or the good courts. As men, but now they can. Like, they yeah. were had, like, the ones that are, like, shitty kind of soccer fields, right? Yeah. And, and it's, like, it's awesome. It's such a yeah. victory. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that so was that was almost like, yeah, no, no, it's, it, it's a really cool topic. It's funny. That was almost like the, the precursor to the pay part of it when the U.S. women were in the World Cup and they were playing on all the artificial fields and were complaining about, like, injuries and things like that. And that almost led immediately into the money part of it but yeah it's it's really cool that this this got done and now like i said they're they're the the way that both teams are paid is identical Jay, and it's remind equal. me it's not me the caller cool. brought it up um remind me um she, she she brought up the the different um surfaces i i always mix this up which is the favorite which is the one everyone natural wants? grass they want to play on natural they grass. want to play on natural grass and that's what the men have always been able to play on. Yeah, and it was either, I can't remember if it was the World Cup or the Olympics, but it was it was one or the other. And and the women were playing on on artificial turf of grass or turf somehow or I thought it was the it. other way around. But I trust you on this one. Yeah, I I think for so I, I it might even change my sport a little bit. But for soccer, I know the preferred surface is is natural grass, oh. and I think it has to do with the give that grass has versus artificial grass and the again like ankle and knee type stuff and, yeah. and, and things like that but yeah this is this is a huge story it's really really cool um i i'm curious if this leads to like will the u.s women's basketball team push for something like this actually if if there's a discrepancy and i i don't know if the u.s women's basketball team gets paid 
unequally compared to the men, but I'd be curious if other U.S. women teams kind of follow suit with this moving forward, if there is the discrepancy. Hello, caller on the air. Hi. I just want to say I'm a double dipper, and I'm just happy I started this conversation. Thank you. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, take your credit. Take your credit. Absolutely. (laughs) 707-895-2448. The the lines are open. You know, um, the woman that called and brought it up, the U.S. soccer, Jer, got cut off. I think she was done. Um, But that was... Um, there's more to the details of, of that yeah. collective bargaining agreement, which I want to, I want you to get to in a second because okay. it's on my radar to get to, and I, I want to get back to it. Um, let me get this call first. You're on the air. Oh, go right ahead. By all means. I want to hear more about the collective bargaining agreement. All right, okay. Jerry, so sum it up. yeah, so I'm going to keep this super, super broad. I'm not going to go into like the, the, the nitty gritty details one, cause they're not in the article I pulled up, but also I think I don't want to get into a, a conversation of like budgeting and, how, and that type of thing, but there's a few elements to it. So the first element to it is the appearance fee for what's called friendlies. And in international soccer, friendlies are essentially like exhibition matches. They're not played within a tournament of any sort. It's just one country playing another. Um, the appearance fee and bonus based on the teams of performance and the rank of the team are playing are now equal for the men's and women. So they basically get equal pay for performance in friendlies. Um, this is the one that I think is the bigger one, at least from my understanding of it and also Jim's. And I'm just going to read straight from this NPR article because I think they're going to explain it better than me. The teams will pool prize money from their respective World Cup appearances and split the total among the two teams equally. That, that's, I think, the biggest one. And then there's also a part where the teams will have uh, the equal framework uh, for the sharing of ticket revenue. Um, so those are kind of the three big pieces of it, to my understanding. So what that means to me, yeah, uh, then I'll let you go, Vince, um, is that if the women win a lot of money in the in the um, the World Cup like they usually do, they're going to have to split that with the men and vice versa. So is that correct? I, I hope not. Like that. That to me, when Jerry read that, I was like, my, that was going to be my question. And Jerry, you have an answer for it, that'd be great. But, like, is that what that means? Like, if the men do their usual first round exit or don't even make it at all, and the, the women do their run to the finals, they've got to split that, that money? Absolutely. Or do the men have to make it as well? No, no. I don't think so, Vince. Go ahead, Jer. I, I don't know. I, that, that's that's the same question I had, Vince, uh, okay. to this. And, and I don't know. That's a very – like yeah. my read of it yeah. is it's kind of like Jim and I's blackjack, blackjack strategy where we split money re- equally regardless of how much I win or he, or he loses. Like, totally. so, <laughs> it, and if that's the case, then it almost – it that's does it almost deal. kind of favors the men a little bit, but I guess where that could come into play is if like the men get more money for not even making it out of their pool than the women would for for, for you know for advancing to win to win the World Cup just because of the amount of money that's in the tournament. 
then I guess it would yeah. even out a little bit. But yeah, that that's definitely the one question that I had as well, and I don't have a yeah. clean answer for. It. I am I'm going to well, stick with it, and I'm I'm not the detail guy, but, Vince. Yeah, then let, let, let Vince, then let Vince go here. All right, go Vince. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like you you were just saying, will this lead to other women, you know, uh, leagues trying to do the same thing? And it's like, well, not many other women's leagues have it where the women dominate the men, right? Like women's sure, soccer sure. has been way better than women than men's soccer, and it's like. Hey, if we're the ones that are actually generating all this energy and all this like fanfare, and we're actually in commercials and stuff, it's like they have a reason to want to be equally paid. I mean, I think it's you know mm-hmm. it, it is a gender issue as well, and and, and it should be more closely in, in all leagues. But in this particular one, the women actually were like, hey, we're we're actually way better, you know. So it would be a bummer if they actually had to share their winnings if the men didn't even make it, depending on what the numbers are for the men, even if they don't make it, because we don't have those in front of us, so we can't really trust them to see if it's fair. Yeah. And the other thing I would say, Vince, and this is where I will will take the word of uh, Becky Sauerbrunn, who's the plays on the national team, and she's the president, kind of the spokesperson of the Players Association for the women's national team, when she comes out and says, like, this is a big deal. This is a really good thing. So if she's saying that, I'll believe her. And, and like yeah. that, this is however it's structured. If if she's really happy with it and like being honest in this statement that's part of this article, then this is a good thing, regardless of the wording of it. I'll take her word. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to jump in there and then take another call, Vince. Listen up and give a call back if you hear anything that stimulates you. But I'm pretty sure. That I'm right, and and Jerry, that you guys just haven't really looked at it that close. I'm pretty sure all prize money gets split equally. I'm just going to leave it that. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. That's not what Vince and and I are saying, though. Yeah, and if I can really quick, Jim, just to comment on that, is I I think if we knew the numbers, the deal might still be good for the women. We just don't know. It sounds bad the way we're speaking of it, but it could be. And one last thing really quick. I just want to say I appreciate all of the callers tonight. Great job. I love hearing some of the regular voices over and over again. Um, so you guys are killing it. Sports phone is amazing. Thanks, thanks. guys. So, I'll call back and have some. Thanks, Vince. So, Jim, real quick to clarify to make sure you understand in case it comes up again. What Vince and I were saying was if, like, say the shared prize pool is $100. Yeah. What Vince and I were saying was if the women bring in 70 of that based on their performance and the men bring in 30 based on their performance – is it in the women's favor for that to get distributed? Next, hold on. That that that's what that's all we were saying. Okay, is like we we know we know that it's getting distributed equally. We were presenting the scenario of like if one if the women are bringing in more on their performance, is that a a good outcome for them? And that's where I come for, come down to. I don't have all the details in front of me, and the spokesperson for the women's players association is saying it's a good deal. It's a good thing. So, I'll agree yeah. that it's a good deal. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, so hi. Actually, sorry, I'm double dipping. That's so okay. Now it, is a, hi, now it is a good deal for the women, but before it was not, because when they qualified for, when the women won the World Cup and the men did not even qualify, the men got literally all the money in the pool. You know, that's just mm-hmm. how it was at that time. And that's why this whole issue has been going on for years, fighting about, getting the equal pay. So, I mean, just kind of go and read about it and you will find out it's pretty interesting, the whole thing. Hmm. Thanks for the call yeah. back. Th- Thanks. And I, I want to say one thing before I take this next call. 
Please don't apologize for double dipping. We like double dipping. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, I got a, I got a question for everybody. And by the way, I, I have a lot more respect for the, the women's team and everything that they've done, rapping out, etc. But the question I have for everybody is, uh, what if it's, you know, like a Billie Jean King slash Bobby Riggs kind of scenario. How about we throw both of them on a field and figure out who's superior in the sport? Uh, I, I'm just wondering what everyone thinks about that concept, including you two guys right now on the call. What about so, the concept? Does you just throw it down and see who wins and... Uh, and go from there because is it equal or non equal? So, so caller, we've, the funny thing about this is I, we've had someone ask us this exact question about these specific two teams before. I can't remember when it was, but we've more or less got the same question here. Um, the the first thing I've always said about these, and I love these types of hypotheticals. One of my other favorite versions of it is could the best. Uh, college football team beat the worst NFL team. Like I love these types of things. The first thing I want to oh, say I about this that, is, by the way, that'd be great. By the way, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the first the the first thing I want to say about these are, yes, I love them. We're never going to know the answer to this. Like in in terms of this, will never happen. Right? That this match will never happen. So we'll never actually be able to see it play out and like have a definitive result. My opinion on this, but why not though? Why can't? Because I mean, I remember, and it, and it was you know, it was uh, it was interesting because you know Bobby Riggs was the you know anti-feminist, but he really wasn't. And mm-hmm. they did the match, and he got smacked down by Billie Jean. But yeah. it, you know, there was a, a publicity thing around it, but nobody thought at the time that that match could ever happen. So why can't it happen? Why can't we, like, watch the two teams play and see what takes place? Sure, it's, a fair, it's, a, it's a fair question. Can I, I, can I jump I, in, Jim? And I don't, Go ahead. If you have an answer to it, my answer I, is just I, 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 an, I don't have I, a reason. I think what the caller is asking is ir- totally irrelevant to the issue. This isn't about well, one team being better than the other team. And, and this is about... I don't about, think that's what he was asking, though. Yeah, he, he wants to know if you put the women's team and the men's team together, that would solve this issue should they get equal pay. That's what I was getting from the caller. Is that your question, caller? No, his well, question no. was who would win. Let, let him answer, Jer. Okay, so, yeah, you know, my, my question was, because it, it keeps coming up again and again that the men's team doesn't win the, you know, win the championship versus the women's team. Like, I like I understand the question, but it keeps coming up again and again, and it's like, oh, this shitty will pay. And by the way, and for clarity, me personally, my, my own thought process is I do believe they should get paid the same. That, that, I'm just saying yeah. that. So I'm not, I'm not coming off in any other direction from that, but and... Also, because it keeps coming up, um, if you take it up into basketball, which would be probably the next level, or football, because basketball will, will be the next one with the women's teams. And, mm-hmm. you know, so why does a, a, a minor league baseball team not make any money a, a, a compared to the, you know, 
National Baseball League. Like, where does the line get drawn between skill set and and payment? I, I just don't know. And and I think it would be interesting to watch those two teams play each other. That that that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. So yeah, and, and I agree that like that that part is interesting. And I think to answer the part of like how it, where is it coming from? It's coming from how much money that the leagues bring in. Like I think that's why you have the minor league versus MLB comparison. It's just minor league baseball just doesn't bring in the money that major league baseball does. So I don't think there's as much of a question there in terms of who should get paid. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the question though. That's why I love I love hypotheticals like this in terms of the specific question of if you put them on a field together and let them throw down, what would happen? Uh, I I understand that, but maybe I misunderstood the caller. He's still on the air, Jerry, as far as I can say. But I I thought the the way you suggested it was that would determine whether the winner of that game should determine the amount of pay that that team should get because they would then be the better team. And my point was that's irrelevant. It's it's it that's not what we're talking about here. Okay, I, mean, okay. I, I, I get that, and I definitely understand what you're saying. And, um, I, I'm just, in, in my own mind, trying to piece this thing together. And, uh-huh. you know, if you, have, if you have these teams that are way better, and then, you know, taking it from soccer to basketball, baseball, etc., you know, at, at, at what point is, is it how much money you bring in with the fans, or is it because people, I mean, why does everybody pay to watch all these professional basketball players? That's part I hate, by the way, just to watch basketball. And me personally, is boring. But these people get paid all this money, but it's because they're literally the best of the best in the world. I believe that's why they get paid it. I don't know. And then, you know, you start comparing a minor league team to a, a women's team to whatever, if you're not the best of the best, then why should you get paid what a LeBron gets paid or something else? I, I, I just don't know, you guys. That, that's, I'm, I'm trying to stir some uh, conversation or what you guys think about it. I, You've done I a, do think the women's team should get paid the same the men's team gets paid. Just saying. You've done a good job at, at, at stirring up the conversation. I, I think... Yeah, Jared, that, no, I, sorry, I think you would agree with this. I think you both would that whether you agree with it or not, the amount of pay for professional sports, professional sports athletes, is pretty equal to the amount of entertainment they create. Like mm-hmm. um, Tom Hanks gets paid more than a first year actor because he brings in more money to the to the uh, movie theaters. And I, I, that's a great point, by the way. I believe that's the reason for the inequality in, in some athletes getting paid more than others because they bring in more. That's the, I don't, not sure. I have to think about it. If I believe, if I believe that's correct, but I know it is correct. I mean, if not sure if I agree with it or not. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why the U.S. soccer thing was so bizarre is because there was this element of it that pay was based on performance. And right. somehow the women were performing at a super high level. The men weren't even qualifying and the men were making more money. Like that's where the there was right. so bizarre because there, there was the there was the payment based on performance element of it. Yeah, which trigger, like, triggers the conversation, right? Because 
I, I, I'm not sure this has happened before, and I'm sure other callers and people smarter than me would know, but I, from my point of view, it's like this is uh, a different thing that has taken place, but I can also see, because really they just got paid the same amount because of lawsuits. Like, if, if the answer is suing everybody, I... I I personally don't feel that's a good thing. Um, but I, I don't know. Is it the first time or the second time? And I'm sure callers will, will know things, or you guys are way smarter than me on this stuff. But um, it's just, it's just a, I would say it's a pivotal point. Fine. How about that? Yeah, and, and I would agree. And, and to comment on that part, I think the important thing that came from this was the element of the collective bargaining agreements that have been signed and agreed to that run through 2028 is there was the lawsuit that had the money involved in it for the women for the u.s women's soccer team but now there's something in place that keeps things equal for the next what is it six years so it's not just it's unfortunate that it had to come to a lawsuit to get there but it's it's really good that something long term came from the lawsuit itself Thanks for the call. I'm going to take another one. You brought up a lot of good points. I do want to apologize to this caller if I read his question wrong, but um, I, I thought it was a great conversation. Yeah, it was great. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hello, you're on the air. You guys are kind of blowing my mind. Uh, the massive inequality in our whole country, especially between men and women, it's a fact that women make less money than men in all fields, you don't know the discrimination and the keeping women's sports down and keeping women down. It, the, one of the main reasons Brittany Griner had to go out of her own country to play basketball is the massive inequality in the money. And now this, this caller, I'm stunned. I'm stunned at all of you guys. I'm just, I'm really upset. Uh, this is the first time I ever really listened to your show because I've been told by other people who listen that Brittany Griner was never brought up all this time. And, you know, they told everybody not even to talk about her at first because it would be, quote, a political issue. It was a political issue from the minute that the war started and she was trying to get on a plane to get out of Russia. We don't even know. CBD, maybe she was rubbing it on her sore knee and her sore ankle and taking and so she wouldn't have a seizure like I do. We don't know if she really had drugs on her, but you must have a real honest-to-God conversation about massive inequality among men and women in all fields, especially sports, and, and it's got nothing to do with, oh, the women don't perform enough, they don't bring in enough money. That's because, look, that's a perfect example right there, making them play on dangerous turf that they've been talking about all this time, that they have injuries because they don't get to play on regular grass. Are you guys kidding? You're not even talking about the real issues. I am stunned at you. And that caller is with... Does, uh, talk to some women athletes. Talk to, talk to... Probably there's inequality in high school sports even, in grammar school sports. Women have always been sidelined in sports. You guys need to do your homework if you're going to do this weekly show called The Sports Phone. I'm stunned at the ignorance of this show. I'm stunned. 
you know, it's it, those those calls are always tough, Jim. And I think I think caller hung up, but I I would have loved to ask some questions to try to get some context in terms of what we had said that had led to that frustration, because I think we've throughout this show and not just this specific topic or, or this specific topic at, th- at this specific time have acknowledged the the gaps in inequality between men's and women's sports in a lot of different ways and forms and topics and like i said i, I i'm curious i would have loved to expand on that and hear from that caller what about what we were saying was was frustrating because all that we've tried to do in terms of talking about it is adding context i i don't think our opinions have been i i my opinion of this again with the u.s women's soccer thing is that it's a good thing and i don't want to talk for too long here because i know we're running a little bit low on time but i would have loved to unpack that a little bit more because i think throughout the show we've acknowledged and not again when i say show i mean from the beginning not just this one specific show that there are these gaps and the gaps and at where the gaps come from. I think that's the biggest thing we've always I've always talked about where I don't think it's a good thing, but the reason there are gaps between equality of men and women's sports is be, it comes from how much money they bring in. What that's not necessarily a good thing. I that's just the context. I don't think that's Jim and I if that's ever been taken as Jim and I saying that's a good thing, that's just incorrect. Like we've never said that. We've just tried to add context. So I, I wish that call had come a little bit earlier because I wish we could have unpacked it a little bit and tried to get a, a little bit more of an understanding of that frustration. But I know we're running low on time here, so I'll, I'll pass the mic back to you there. Um, but I, I don't want it to ever make it sound like we've said these are good things. I think we've always tried to acknowledge it and provide context. I, I agree. Yeah. Jay, we're out of time. We Yeah, yeah, wrapping up here. Yeah. But to to put that a bow on that one more time, like this is a, again, I think the, the caller brought it up initially. This is a great thing, this US soccer decision. Like it's it's very, very good that this decision was reached and you know, going forward for the next six years, everything's gonna be equal. But yeah, we're gonna we're wrapping it up. All right, Jer, it's been another quite another week of the phones are still ringing and we gotta make uh we're going to wrap it up. We've got to make signs, make uh, room for, I believe, the... Uh, evening Jazz, correct? Evening Jazz is next. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back next week, one more May edition of the show. That'll be on Sunday, May 29th. And until then, uh, looking forward to uh, next week, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks, for everyone, for calling in and listening to the show. See you next week. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.